Hello, and welcome back to Madness in the Method, the podcast where we talk about Nicolas Cage. Nothing but Nicolas Cage, and we, we only discuss Nicolas Cage. Um, and uh, t- t- today, is, it, today is a very special day, because it's the uh, final episode of the first season of the show. Because we're talking about uh, the, the, his, his first and, to date, only Oscar win um, for the movie Leaving Las Vegas. But, before we get into all that, uh, my name is Tobias. With me, as always, is, of course, uh, my friend and trusted co-host, Kristoffer. Uh, Hello, everyone. And we also have a, a, a special guest today, uh, Andrea. Hello. Hello. Um, uh, you, you are a friend of Kristoffer. Yes. Who I, who I understand you, you I, I, I heard you pretty early on said that, oh, I want to be in on the Leaving Las Vegas discussion. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, Tobi, you'd seen this before, right? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. sure. A and Andrea, you also seen it before. I suspect, as you wanted to be in the episode. A few times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have never seen it before. I knew of it, obviously, uh, but I, I never saw it uh, okay. till now. So. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's uh, let's let's start with your. Uh, well, first we should say what the movie is about. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm new to this. I I usually don't have two people on. Um. <laughs> The, the movie is about uh, well, Nicolas Cage, who plays what's his name, Benjamin yeah. Yeah. Sanderson, um, a, a failed screenwriter who decides to uh, sell everything he owns and go to Las Vegas to drink himself to death. Basically, that, I mean, in a nutshell, that that's the movie. Yeah, more or less. Except yeah. I, I think, well, I don't know. Failed. He he seems to be good. He was good at one point. He might have been. I mean, we uh, we don't get a lot of backstory, but yeah, he seems to have done well f- f- for some time. But at, at, mm-hmm. when the movie starts, he, uh, I mean, he gets fired right at the beginning. So it's yeah. obviously not going well at the moment. His wife has left him. Mm. Um, he seemed to have money problem. It's uh, he's at a low point, so to speak. So he decides to end it all, and not, but not. Uh, d- down the barrel of a gun with pills. Now he's going to slowly, slowly drink himself <laughs> to death. <laughs> yeah, it's not one of. It's not a one night drink to death. It's no, like, no. It's like what does it say? Four weeks. Yeah, he he has enough money for four weeks. <laughs> I don't know how long it actually goes on for in the movie, but something like that. Yeah. So um, again, I had never seen it before. This is the first time I saw it, and I think it was. It's extremely emotionally draining, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just very tough, and it's it has this. It's it sort of threads the line between a tragedy and a comedy, and at some points, it even feels sort of like it goes in a feel-good movie sort of way, and then it says no, 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 and then go way back to the tragedy again. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so you you really are emotionally on the edge all the time. You don't know if you should feel good or bad. And as soon as you start to feel good, it turns bad again. Yeah. But had you what what did you know of the movie before you saw it? Did you know anything about it? Well, I knew I knew that he was. It was. A, I thought that he had had a diagnosis that he couldn't drink anymore. 
Uh, oh. that, that the doctor tells him he, you can't drink anymore, and then he says, well, fuck it, I'm going to drink myself to death then, and goes to Las Vegas. That's what I thought the movie was about, and I knew he won an Oscar, obviously. Ah, um, yeah, yeah. But that's about it. So I was sort of wrong, because I, I didn't think he was... Uh, it was a choice in the way that the movie portrays. <laughs> well, he had a condition. Life! Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> that was his condition. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Andrea, what you th- what's your opinion of this movie? Yeah. Before going into like a scoring, just yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm 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 guessing you're a fan. <laughs> I am a fan. I think this is the first movie that I saw with Nicolas Cage where I kind of went, huh? Okay, he's not just insane because that's like <laughs> most of his movies. He just plays insane characters. Um, and he yeah. does play an insane character in this one, but it works. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's a really good movie. And I think it's one of those few movies that um, deals with alcoholism in a comedic way, but also in a very gritty way. Like, it's intense. It's not just, you know, okay, the person goes to rehab and then is magically cured or something. Mm-hmm. It just shows what ultimately is the end of addiction if you don't recover. Is that? Yeah, I I read some quote somewhere that there was some some critic who said that it was this. I think that was about the book though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't remember the name, but um, it was someone who said that it was this story, leaving Las Vegas, and like one other book that like accurated the, the displays like the the uh, the devastating nature of of, of alcoholism. Yeah, and that yeah, other, the mo- most other depictions are yeah, they're little wishy-washy, little fantastical. But this is what it what what it's actually like. Yeah, I did read somewhere. Uh, I think it was a, a current review, so not from back in the day, where someone talks about that this movie apparently got a little flack when it came out for for being such a downer and a, a tough movie. Oh, okay. Um and. Uh, that, well, this person said that uh, it's really weird because we have so many movies about how cool and fun alcoholism is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Byronic Hero and all of those, that. Sure, sure. Uh, but that this movie should get more cred because it is one of the few that actually depicts how horrible it could be. Uh, and it, as I said before, it, it pictures both the ups and the downs, but that there, there are more downs than ups. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> there's not a lot of ups. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I I gotta say, uh, uh, before we started doing this podcast, this was just like Andrea said. This was probably that movie that made me think like, oh, he's actually a good actor, not just yeah, not just uh, insane and funny. Um, but that's that that's that's kind of the uh, the. The uh, the thing with this podcast, we uh, uh, having done it now for for a while, um, you realize that you know he he's done he's done similar stuff like this, but I don't I don't think it's been on the level of this. No, this is definitely at this point in his career, this is definitely the best. He really pulls out the best performance. Mm, yeah. uh, and and he's as you said, he's done similar things, and he does. does a lot of great performances before, but this sort of is a combination of all of that. Yeah, so every, exactly. everything he's learned, everything he's done before, this is 
the peak, sort of. At this point, at least. Yeah, yeah. And it, it feels like... Um, I mean, this movie obviously has gotten a lot of attention. We've talked about that, how he's, his, much of his early stuff is kind of forgotten. But at least this one I know people know of. Um, I, mean, I think mainly because he won an Oscar for it. Um, but I don't know how many people have actually seen it. Like, people in our, our age or, or younger. Um, but th- I mean, if, if you're going to watch a Nicolas Cage movie... Um, yeah, I, I guess most people would, would want to see the, the crazy stuff, the rage cage stuff. But I mean, mm. this is um, yeah, I I would st- I would still recommend this one. Like before that, you you get like um, um uh, a, a look a look beyond the rage cage before you start before you start watching that stuff. Yeah, I mean, when I talk with well, most at least my peers about Nicolas Cage, there there is this. Thing that oh you know he won an Oscar really for what mm. oh uh, leaving us with Vegas and everyone says oh that movie As well, oh yeah, I've seen it no <laughs> and that's sort of for, for most I think most people I met uh, haven't they know of the movie and haven't seen it and they know of it because of well he won an Oscar or because it's it's one of in quotation the greats of Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah, it's uh-huh. it's it's, it's uh, um, looking at his early career. This is probably one of the few that people actually remember, like this, and I don't know, maybe maybe Wild at Heart. I don't know. And uh, what is it called again? Um, well, Vampire Racing Arizona. Yes. Racing, Racing Arizona. Arizona. Yes. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, probably that because when I first heard of this movie, I thought this was Racing Arizona that he won an mm. Oscar for for well. Racing Arizona, but leaving Las Vegas. I don't know, mm. so, something like that. <laughs> I mixed into, <laughs> I mixed it two up. Um, but it's definitely a movie I'll, I'll put on my great movies that I probably won't watch again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I well, I've seen it a few uh, times. Yeah, um, it it definitely works to rewatch. I think. Yeah, it's not that. It's just that it's it's in the same vein as like Wrecking for a Dream or uh, Irreversible. It's just. A oh, hard okay. movie. That I, 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 I don't. I don't think I want to put myself in that emotional headspace again, sort of, because it was so realistic and horrible for me, at least. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe in a few <laughs> years. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Andrea, Apparently, I, you guys seen it so many times. So. Yeah, uh, I was. I was gonna ask. <laughs> how many times have you seen it, Andrea? Um, I think maybe six or seven. Okay. <laughs> but it's one of those like movies where like I enjoy showing it to people and they're mm-hmm. like Yeah. You you just watch them go, Oh, Nicolas Cage can act, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you also had the same experience that people just haven't watched this movie. No. Uh, no, I mean you, you talk Nicolas Cage and everyone's like, Oh yeah, the Wicker Man. Or, you know, oh, yeah. National yeah. Treasure. Oh yeah. Um, or face off. Yeah. And you know, that's what most people have seen. Yeah, exactly. Opinion. Yeah, that's what we that's what we discussed when we started making this. Like most people have seen his like late '90s, early 2000s stuff. Not a lot of people have seen his late '80s stuff or early '90s like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it's kind of kind of why we, why we uh, why we decided to make <laughs> this this show. To kind of uh, to, to to show people that, that you, you know he's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though, uh, yeah. I think 
I think I need to th- I need to think a little more about it and just because uh, I I'm done with the movie like 30 minutes ago. So, mm. uh, but my first impression is that Elizabeth Shue is she she should have won the Oscar. I, I know it's not the same category, but yeah, I think she was a lot better than Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is amazing, but she was steps beyond. I'd say. I I I think the performances are very different from each other. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But I and mean, I I don't know who they were up against, um, respectively. No, but no, I definitely I, mean, I know she was I know she was nominated, and based on what she does in the movie, I I think she should have won. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Because again, this movie also for people who haven't watched it is sort of uh, yeah we didn't even discuss that uh, Elizabeth Chu's character. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, when what was her name again? Sarah. What did you say? Sarah. Uh, With yeah, an e. and, and, yeah. So when Ben goes to Vegas, he sort of immediately meets this uh, Sarah who's a prostitute. Yeah, who he almost, also he almost is, runs her over. Yeah, and uh, he, she's also really down on her luck, and they both sort of have this we are both rejected from society and no one will forgive us for what we are kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, and they sort of but they both accept each other and each other's flaws and I, I think one of the first things Ben says to Sarah is yeah we can hang out we can be friends uh, but you can never ask me to stop drinking mm-hmm. uh, and she's, she accepts that and they sort of meet this they have this emotional bond because well someone understands them and accepts them for the who they are. Um, yeah, she mentions at some point that, or maybe that was something I read as well, that uh, the, the characters on the like the opposite ends of a spectrum. Like she, she has decided to finally choose life, basically, um, and 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 he appears at the right th- right time then to be like the one glimmer of hope in her life, while he has decided to choose death, and uh, and and she she is kind of um, the only one who gets him because everyone else yeah like you said kind of rejects him all his friends rejects him his boss rejects him by firing him um and she just understands him and yeah like you say yeah. she doesn't try to stop him she just let lets him do what he you know has to do yeah and they have this sort of frank honesty with each other that mm-hmm. he and and well they both call him a drunk and alcoholic and sort of uh and they call her like a hooker, or yeah, and yeah, and, but they they n- none of them do it with contempt for each other. It's more of a fact statement. Yeah. Well, there are a couple of times when he like points it out, and she she seems so hurt by it, and he's like, "Oh damn it! Why did I say that?" Like when he <laughs> he gives her the uh, the earrings at the mall, and he whispers mm. something about like. Uh, her f- feeling some something when he when he puts the the earring in and she's like, he obviously super distraught. He's like, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. Like like his drunkenness took over for a second. Yeah. And I, I like that as well. Like it's not that that it's, it's um, even though they both like they're 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 fine with each other and what's going on, but they're it's still kind of complicated. Um, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very complex movie, um, even though it's a very straightforward premise. Definitely. Oh, by the way, um, uh, uh, Susan Sarandon won that year for Dead Man Walking. I haven't seen that, but I guess um, I guess I, she's I, good too. I don't know. <laughs> I have I haven't seen that either. So. Nah, yeah. Um, but Sharon Stone was nominated for Casino, and I, you know, Elizabeth Shue definitely better than that. 
So I'll say that much. <laughs> anyway, um, what is there? Is there something about the movie that either you don't like? I mean, it's not a it's not a flawless movie, but there's something that like sticks out in particular. Uh, I, I don't know. There was there was a few times where I was sort of not bored, but I was sort of because the the movie has a, a few of these sort of sort of montages where they mm-hmm. go out and do stuff, yeah. and it's it's it got sort of samey. Uh, but I also think that sort of was the point. <laughs> That's oh, they go out, they he drinks, and then he passes out or gets <laughs> yeah. hurt or something happens. And, yeah. and, and, and and yeah, so I I sometimes got a little uh little yeah I got this. Just move along. Uh, let's go to the next part of the story. But again, I think that's sort of the point. So I don't know if that's a negative. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't have a problem with that. Um, Andrea, uh, any... yeah. No, I think uh, the music is what bothers me the most. <laughs> yeah, the music is is yeah. special. <laughs> yeah, it is very. It's 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 good, but it's sort of mismatched at a lot of points throughout the movie. Yeah, and uh, I think it's like just so blaringly too much sometimes like I, yeah. I I can't focus on what's going on in the scene because the <laughs> music is just and it's I don't know jazzy and trumpets and horns and shit <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I uh, yeah I'm I'm conflicted about the movie about the music um, I, I I like it but yeah sometimes it's it's weird especially when it comes to to a movie score like this it's weird to have um, lyrics over a lot of the music which you have in this it's like yeah. they're playing songs but the songs are specifically written for the scenes or for the mu- for the movie um, it's, by the way it's it's it is Mike Figgis the writer and director who actually plays uh, the music as well oh. which, which I think is very interesting um, he is uh, he's, he's he's somewhat of an I don't know he's an artist he does everything <laughs> yeah like, Somewhere he's in the movie is like some gangster or something. Yeah, he's one of the um, one of the Russians at the gas station in the beginning, or uh. Russians or whatever, um, Eastern Europeans who are just staring at him. The one with the the curly hair, uh, who then show right. up to kill to to kill Julian Sands at the hotel. Um, Elizabeth Shue's uh, like pimp or whatever he is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was not fond of that plot point because it was sort of not in the movie. The, the yeah. pimp plot what plot point? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that's that's to kind of give her a, a, um, a more clear sense of emancipation. Like she is literally free because we're killing her pimp now, um, as she like chooses to be free. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I I haven't have any of you read the book. I have. No. Is that is that in the book? I guess it is. It's in the book, but it happens before they meet. Oh, okay, okay. It's in the book. Uh, that was the thing I think. Her uh, throughout the movie, we have this sort of internal monologue from um, Shoe's character, yeah. mm. Sarah, uh, where where it's, it's sort of framed like an interview, but not. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Those parts are in the book, but they're they're like 
I think in the movie it's sort of like she's talking to someone that's off camera. Yeah, it's supposed to be you're not you're not really supposed to know who it is. It's just someone she's talking to. Yeah, know? and in the it's book like it's more like uh, just fleeting thoughts she's having mm. while that she's doing sense, other yeah. things. So it, it's there, but it's it's of course like you can't unless you're doing a voiceover, which you shouldn't do. No, reasons. I mean, oh, <laughs> it's yeah, hard to get that vo- in, a, in a movie <laughs> in another way. So I think they do it okay, but I also think that those scenes kind of um, feels a little misplaced sometimes. Yeah, they are a little detached, but that's that's. Um, so, I don't know how to say it. It's by design because they're not actually supposed to be in the movie. That's all the footage of her just talking to the camera is actually uh, like makeup and. Uh, Makeup and hair tests that they just filmed. Um, oh. with, so the person she's talking to is Mike Higgis or Figgis, the director. Oh. Um, and they just had like, yeah, they they took the those like voiceover parts, so to speak, of the from the book and recorded them just to see, you know, how how it looked with her with yeah with hair and makeup, and it was good enough that he decided to keep it in the movie. So it's not actually supposed to be in the movie. That's why it sometimes feels a little like it doesn't really fit. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that I was... Because uh, I was thinking, this has to be from the book. That's the only reason I oh, can yeah. think of this is in here. That, that we need to tell her perspective, but we can't get in in any other way because she is supposed to be alone in the world, uh, except for Ben. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say, I... I liked it. I liked the way it was made. I didn't think it was forced or weird because, first of all, it's filmed in this very jarring sort of most of the time very close up and weird yeah. angles, uh, and they also put these weird cuts in it, uh, which I think personally I think it worked really good as a inner monologue that we that if it isn't a conversation she actually has with a real person, it's more of a uh, yeah, something sh- when she's thinking, and mm-hmm. I think again, it's it's something that's sort of needed in the movie, but it's a lot better. It's the best best solution uh, that oh, they yeah. can do to get it in the movie. So I didn't mind it at all. Because yeah, imagine if it was just like a detached voiceover from her. That would be so cheesy. No, that so, yeah, it, it is, no, yeah, it, 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 this is the best solution. And I I don't dislike the scene, uh, this, those scenes. It's just. When when they first start like appearing, it's a little like, well, who is she talking to? What's going on? But then you kind of you accept them, and then yeah, they become an integral part of the movie, definitely. Yeah, but again, back to the the pimp storyline, which yes, I didn't, yes. uh, <laughs> didn't like, because um, I think so. so there is this s- small storyline of which we are told in sort of uh, weird exposition flashbacks. That he, she had a pimp in LA, and then she f- uh, fled from him to Las Vegas, mm. and now he's hunted by some random mob guys, uh, yeah, and goes he... to Las Vegas and finds her, and sort of starts up their relationship, uh, sort of. Yeah, he and, he, and... he owes them money. You find yeah. out if if you have if you have if you have subtitles on when they talk. I don't know if you watch it with subtitles, but then at no. the gas station, you actually get to hear their conversation, and they're talking mm. about finding Yuri and getting the money. So, um, yeah, because I think 
that because then and then he just disappears sort of off screen and it it doesn't come up again. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> so I I think I don't know. It's this. It felt pretty. It felt forced to get in her backstory in a weird way when I don't really think we needed it. Um. So yeah, that's that's one thing that I I. I don't, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna. I would remove it from the movie, but I, I think it's a little weird. Yeah, because it it, fe- it feels like I think it's because we're used to that, like breaking breaking free from the shackles of your past is supposed to be like the the resolution of a movie like this or a movie about a you know a prostitute like this. Uh, but here it happens in the first half hour. Um, so it it feels a little yeah a little jarring that oh oh okay her her pimp is gone I thought Nicholas Cage was gonna like save her or something but no <laughs> he's just dead and now she's free okay it kind of it kind of breaks the formula which is good I think it's good but yeah it can feel a little jarring yeah I, I just think that maybe I'm just not overthinking it as much as it should <laughs> but I I, I, I you're just not think... overthinking it <laughs> no because I, I think. It could have worked well if she was just alone in the world. I don't think the abuse was needed for her motivation for the movie, sort of. That's what I felt, at least. Yeah, I guess. I'm not. Yeah, I like. I I, I didn't have a problem with it at all. I, I think it's it's it shows like a it's a clear cut way to show her, uh, like deciding to 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 to. to be free, basically. Not not stop being a prostitute because she doesn't stop, but like being her own, yeah, being emancipated, basically, being her own person again, um, and and choosing to be with with Ben, um, in, instead of being in this forced, I mean, not even relationship. I don't know what it is no. with a pimp. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that like the pimp story is more there to kind of uh, make us understand what what she sees in Ben. Which is someone mm-hmm. who doesn't ask her for anything. Like the pimp yeah, wants exactly. wants her to work for him. All the the Johns want their sex, and like he he doesn't even want to sleep with her. He just wants to exist in the same room, and, mm-hmm. and for yeah, her exactly. that's like something fresh. So I think the pimp story kind of waves into that understanding of that part of her character. Because why why would anyone want to spend time with Ben? I mean, other than he's really funny when he's drunk, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But only sometimes. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that, that's, that's also true, like, like you said, Andrea, that, that if, she, if she wasn't in this abusive relationship, whatever, with, with the pimp, maybe she would have just like, ah, this guy's a fucking drunk. I'll go find someone else. But now he's, he's uh, in... in He's he's that little bit of brightness in her darkness, you know. Yeah. And you would you wouldn't have had that if she was already you know kind of okay with her situation. Yeah, I guess it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it would have been just too too much of the the, the, the hooker with a heart of gold mm-hmm. trope mm. if she if she wasn't if if we didn't see her being sort of broken in a, in a real way. Yeah, because, like, if she didn't need something from Ben, then why would she be with Ben? Like, Exactly, Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's also nice. Fine. (laughs) 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 All right, I guess the movie is better than I thought. Whatever. 
No, but yeah, that that is also something that I that I really appreciate with the movie. That it isn't, yeah, the typical whore with the heart of gold. It, it's it's actually like um, a a professional relationship at first that kind of grows into something else because the situation they're both in. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I, I I really like that part. I mean, and that that she continue. It's not like his his accidental kindness. T- turns her away from this this world of, of prostitution. No, she she keeps she keeps hooking throughout the movie because she chooses to. Yeah. Um, but you know she she does it you know less because she has to I suppose I don't know. Mm. Um, it, it feels more realistic than it does in many other movies like this. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking of I don't know if there's I don't know how to. There seems that there's there's something there, but I can't really figure it out. The the just the thing that as soon as he sort of leaves or get kicks out, kicked out, because she kicks her out throughout mm, the movie. Yeah. Um. Then everything just turns to worse from there. Well, yeah, yeah. And and I wonder if that's if if that's supposed to be a correlation or not. I. Um, it's yeah I, I think it is that 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 might be like a, a flaw because that's when you kind of see that oh this, this is a movie because it is it's the end of the second act they they hit their lowest point they break up the team and then mm. you know they 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 find each other again in in the middle of the third act you know for the finale um so i, I guess there it kind of yeah it feels a little too much like a movie maybe that they had to break up at that point yeah cuz it is this that because she talks when they, in their monologues, we we get this that she, yeah she has problem with the pimp and she gets, uh she she has a lot of uh she talks about this hairy guy who's sort of a John who's sort of abusive um, yeah thing, uh but we don't really see those things and she it it doesn't look like it affects her in in a in a um it's it's not she's not ruined forever so to speak mentally but at the end of the movie it sort of feels like yeah she's destroyed sort of because there's so many she gets kicks out from her house or she gets what's it called um yeah kicked out and the 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 scene with the frat boys and all of these things Mm. just compounding in a very short amount of time yeah but i think like the difference there is that with the abuse of John's before, she's kind of chosen to stay and endure it, and that's her choice, but the frat boys, for instance, like, she doesn't choose to stay, she wants to leave. So I think mm-hmm. that there, that's, like, the difference between those. Yeah, yeah, I get that, yeah. but just that it's, it's sort of, that it comes directly after Ben leaves, that if there is some, if they try to say something, that she was better with him, or that that everything turns bad because he has left, if that's something that they try to say. I, I don't... There's something there, but I can't really grasp what. Well, we don't really know how, how long they're apart, right? No. No. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's like a montage. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing if a few days, maybe. I don't know. Because um, yeah, they, say, they say he only has money for, for four weeks, so it's yeah. probably within that span. Uh, well, yeah. So, so I, I, it's not like years. No, 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 uh, no, or months even. No, it's probably just a few days. Yeah, mm. I, I think it's um. Uh, yeah, that, that that is a tough one. Like I said, I, I think it's it's mostly just a, a, con- a convenience for 
for the screenplay to like have them like well they need to they need to they need to fi- uh, there need to be reason for them to get back together um so we'll just write in some some hardships uh mostly for her cuz he just keeps drinking i don't <laughs> he doesn't seem to be any more worse off without her really I mean, other than, I guess he sleeps in the street instead of no. He does no. He gets a motel, so yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's maybe maybe like he 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 the the same thing like like the pimp being murdered is sort of like the like a like a sign of of her becoming you know becoming free. He uh, Ben is sort of a. He, I mean, he is sort of a symbol for freedom and personal individuality, like he says in Wild at Heart, um, or personal freedom. Uh, and and when she, when she's not with him, she she feels less free. I don't know. There's some trying to say something like that. Like even though his behavior is very very destructive, he has chosen this path. Um, and so so he is even though it's a bad thing, he is totally free. And when she when she rejects that, you know, she goes back into the uh, the bad habits of her former life, something like that. I haven't really thought about that. It's just off the top of my head. Well, I'm thinking maybe it's like um, it's just gonna it's showing her being or realizing maybe that she doesn't want to be lonely because she says that throughout yeah. the movie, like, and that's I guess why what she gets from Ben. So. When her life just keeps getting worse and worse, like before she could deal with it, but then she kind of had this uh, accepting love from someone who didn't want anything from her. Uh, so when she goes even worse, that kind of I don't know. Yeah, she's it, yeah, she's nothing to fall back on because he's gone. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like the reasoning behind she going to look for him. I don't know. Yeah, mm. like it, that was her. As sad as that sound, that 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 man who's drinking himself to death was her one like stable thing in her life. Yeah. No. Something like that. Which is n- nice, <laughs> but but horrible <laughs> also. <laughs> well. Yeah. Which I mean that's yeah, it, that's, that's the whole movie really. Like it's it's yeah. it's nice but really horrible. Yeah. As I said <laughs> at the beginning, is is this. You sort of at moments forget how horrible the movie is, and I, that's that's I think that's one of the strengths of the movie. That, oh yeah. Uh, just as in uh, alcoholism and I, I guess prostitution, that you have these high moments when you go out and you have fun and you forget for a while just how how bad it's going. <laughs> it is actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it just goes worse. And I think that's again the movie goes forward, uh, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and, and as soon as you think, oh, maybe, maybe it'll work out. Maybe. Oh no, fuck. No. Uh, no. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that's that's also very obvious that because she when he says you can never ever ask me not to stop drinking, she's like, oh, absolutely, and she goes along with it. Um, I mean, almost up until the end, but then. When she, when they're eating, or she she cooks him rice. Like you should you should eat some rice at least. That that's when when she and that's like the start of of them breaking apart really. Mm. Um, that that's when that's when she tries to like oh uh, or she realizes that this is going to end because he's going to die eventually and then I'll be alone again. Um, 
I don't know where I was going with that. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is a big thing with this that you can see, it, and I think that's one of the strengths in her acting because they never say it out loud in in any capacity. Um, I don't even think they said it in the internal monologues, but you can see it in her acting when sort of she switches to. I hope he'll change. I, if yeah, I just, well, you can if, you can see the concern in her her eyes. Yeah, and it, yeah. if, if, oh, if yeah. I can just make him have a really good time and understand how fun life could be, I can. He can change his mind. I can fix him, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he she never outwardly or uh, overtly says anything or does anything specifically for that. Yeah, I think yeah, the, the most the most is the the rice line. That's the most she ever tries. Yeah, uh, when when they're in the rice and she says, "I think you should see a doctor," and he's like, "But wait, you said you wouldn't." <laughs> he's like, yeah. "Doesn't understand like why are you asking me to stop?" Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a very interesting thing with just Ben's character and Nicolas Cage's acting. This that he not for one second waver or he just sways from his intent. Oh yeah, no, yeah, uh, and, he, and, he and is, you can uh, see it even that 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 just no, there is no other option. Yeah, I have, he's he's very driven. <laughs> yeah, I, I have burned everything I have. I have severed every contact that I have. Mm-hmm. I have sold everything of worth. I there is nothing for me to go back to, and this is it. Uh, and that's that's very that's very interesting again because you never see that. No, that no. is that is is rare in 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 movies or in stories. Oh. And and to ha- to have that be, uh, f- for me it's it's sort of like a, um, s- sort of like a, a positive thing, because uh, the the life he leaves behind is is not a, a life in his opinion worth living. Um, so so these these few weeks when he's in in uh, in Las Vegas. He 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 in a in a weird way takes control takes control back over his life, even if it's in a in a very dangerous and destructive way. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I, th- I think it's interesting, and I like that the the movie the script or the and the director never tries to like, um, yeah, ma- well sort of, sort of with the music, and I guess sort of with with the, some of the scenes makes it look like it's a it's a bad choice. Instead, it just it it accepts just like she does. Uh, accepts him for for what for who he is and you know accepts his decisions in life um and i, I really like that as well yeah the, the movie is sort of it's, it's not it's, it's not finger wagging like oh yo this is why it's so dangerous to drink <laughs> yeah it, i mean you kind of get that but you know as a as a as a side effect um but yeah, it's, it, it's not trying to like it's there's no like moral, morality yeah. thing yeah yeah it's it's the movie is very it's framed as a this is a fact that is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, not in any message at any way, and I think that's that makes it such a strong message. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's. Uh, um, uh, well, um, it's 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 hard. It's, it's hard in this mm. uh, in this performance, but uh, and we already discussed that we we thought we think he did a very good job. But um, was there was there any? Was there any rage caging in this movie? Um, it's a tough one because he definitely I mean, like acts the, the, out from time to time, but yeah, it's but different. I, I, think, I think the only real rage cage we have in this it's, it's when he plays blackjack. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and and just fucking 
goes Flips ballistic. And I don't really understand why, what happened in that scene. Because I, I didn't really hear what, what they said to each other. Um, no, um, he, he, he like, spaces out and starts having a, a dialogue with his uh, ex-wife. Because he, yeah, start, he starts screaming about his, it's my son, it's my son, you can't take him away from me. He's obviously, uh, like, having a, uh, some sort of, so, like, like an acid flashback, but I guess an alcohol <laughs> flashback. Um, that's why yeah. he's, he's just freaking out, because he's not mentally uh, in that casino at that point. All right. Because I didn't really understand what was happening. He, just, he was playing and laughing, then he exploded, and I was thinking, was there something that happened here, or is just, this is how it sometimes is? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, his his brain was breaking at that point. So, mm. um, and that's also like, like because we don't get a lot of backstory. We do get some small snippets of dialogue. Like, I don't know if my wife left me because of my drinking, or I started drinking because of uh, my wife leaving me. We have that. We have the picture of him and his family, and we have well, the but we see the bike. Yeah. Like, the only thing, I guess, he doesn't burn. It seems like he's leaving that behind, and then. Mm saying it's my son it's my son that's about it for for yeah. a backstory which I, I like as well that we don't get any like heavy exposition dump about why he is so sad <laughs> yeah we have like this sort of 15 minutes introduction to the character before even the title card which is weird yeah um, yeah it's weird really cool because you're the movie's already started and it's like oh that's the title ah okay <laughs> uh but we have an all Everything that achieves in that is there's like no exposition of backstory. Well, no, they mention he's a writer. That's yeah. about yeah. it. It's about it, yeah. And, and other than that, we only see just, which is a very good introduction to the character, just how he is as drunk and as hungover and uh, when starting drinking. We see the whole spectrum, sort of. Yeah. Um, and, and those, and those, all the scenes before the title, uh, title sequence is also, um, they're not, uh, they're not shown in a linear fashion. Like they, they keep jumping back and forth. Um, like the the first, the first scene where he just buys all the booze, what is actually happens, you know, as he's leaving for Las Vegas. Mm. Um, so I, I'm guessing it's, I mean, I, I, I know it's partly because the director just thought it, 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 it flowed better to show them in, in, you know. In that sequence, but I also think that it it um, it adds this like this is kind of how he perceives uh, uh, the world when he's that drunk. Like he's just snippets. He like like blacking out. He's blacking out and just remembers parts of it. You know. Yeah. So I think it's uh, it it has a it, it has both a technical point and, a, and an emotional point to make with those scenes, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great introduction to the character. Yeah, you it, feel yeah. like you. You it don't know his you have, psyche. <laughs> you have no backstory, but you know exactly who this character is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one thing that was uh I don't know, I I was looking at trivia but I can't see why. <laughs> uh why Richard Lewis and Steven Weber is in the beginning of the movie? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. G- good, cuz I I I'm I I forgot about that. There is a lot yeah. of like um, cameos, if you will, in the movie. Yeah, a bunch of them in, in the beginning. Uh, a bunch of the uh, bartenders are like famous actors or directors. You see, yeah, Danny Houston at one point. Yeah, and like French Stewart is in the 
one shot. Yeah, the first scene where where they introduce Elizabeth Shue's character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Super super weird to see him there, and just he's not even talking. He's just sneering at everybody. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, you have Arlie Army, who she tries to uh, to solicit. Um, hmm. Mike. Well, yeah, we mentioned Mike Figgis, but he also has. Um, he has a second cameo. The director. He is on the billboards on some of the uh, or some of the the billboards. Whatever you call it, on the taxis. It's a it's a some sort of like ad for a show or something. And there's a guy with curly hair. That's the director as well. Um, and then Always yeah, the director. yeah. For for some reason, that's in the movie. I um, mean, it, it's the name of his production company because he he has like a, a or like a theater company because he does theater as well. Yeah. Um. So this, yeah, and a bun- bunch of the taxi drivers. I didn't recognize all of them, but I recognize some of them mm. are like actors or directors. And I'm not, I'm not sure why or how really. Maybe, maybe they were fans of the book because this is not like a super big production. Like, yeah, let's get all the the stars in the movie. Yeah, and Mike Figgis isn't like this. Well, at that point, he wasn't like this big director, right? No, I, I, I. Uh, yeah, when it comes to movies, he d- he didn't ha- didn't do a lot before this, and hasn't done a lot of big stuff after it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's from his theater stuff, and they know him through there. Maybe he's more famous for that. I don't know actually. But there's uh, we have talked about in the previous episodes is that they're, they're most of these forgotten Nicolas Cage movies have have a, not that much trivia or facts at all about the movie. Yeah, sometimes the, uh, the, the trivia section is blank, almost. Yeah. <laughs> but this one has a lot of, I'd say, interesting trivia. Yeah, uh, yeah, there is a lot because of because of how the how the movie came to be and what what happened to the author after well during during the movie, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So the author of the book and the screenplay, right? Nah, no, no. Mike Figgis wrote the screenplay by himself. Ah, uh, okay. Um, uh, what is his name? Is it it's Mike O'Brien? No, what's his name? John uh, O'Brien. John O'Brien. John O'Brien. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, he committed suicide two weeks after the movie went into production. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is um, and and um, I don't know if this is like hi- hindsight from people, but some some people have mentioned that the book was basically his uh, his suicide note because oh. it, it's, yeah. it's it's it's. Partly autobiographical because he was also like a severe alcoholic, mm. um, okay. but like, like he was on off the wagon from like his teens up until he died or committed suicide. Um, and the, the the yeah the 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 and that's that's why the the movie is so like it's not trying to and that, that it's not trying to be like uh, you know a morality tale or anything because it's just he's just saying. Why he's do? Why he did the things he did, and then he, went, and then, I don't know why, because the the book came out in 1990, and then, no, 1992 or something like that, and he waited until the move. Uh, they were making the movie. Um, yeah. I don't know yeah. why he did it then. You know, we can't, we can't ask mean, him. So no, but I mean, alcoholism is a progressive disease, so. I yeah, guess, that might be it. I mean, just give him a if you're not getting better you're gonna get worse <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, I suppose he just was worse at that point or worse enough yeah. to do it you know yeah and that's that's a, a weird trivia that the only thing he, he has in in tv that he's made is this and 37 episodes of rugrats <laughs> yeah he wrote one rugrats episode 
Um, uh, yeah, yeah, episode thirty-seven. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, yeah. that was yeah, because there's if you like like I, there's not a lot of information about him, but I found some. Um, I found a a, a blog post from uh, one of the people who um, uh, what's it called? Who who ran the 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 what's it called? Verlag, who who uh, printed his book. The publisher. It's called this. The publisher. The publisher. Thank publisher. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the people who ran the publishing agency that published the book. Um, and how, what their relation was relationship was to him. Um, and and um, because he the the when he he was what in his late twenties when he wrote the book and when it was released because he was like thirty three when he killed himself, right? Um, yeah, something like that. Um, and he had he had come to Los Angeles a few years before that to like you know try and make it as a writer, him and his wife. Um, but he he had mostly worked uh, like shifts at restaurants and diners and stuff. And uh, while he was writing this book, and then when when they managed he managed to get it get it published, it was uh, it got a good a lot of good reviews, but it didn't sell very well. And I mean, the producer who found the book found it like in a bargain bin for for books that were out of print. So it's just a a random chance that it was actually made into a movie because he just happened to find it. It's almost almost like a like a like a plot movie plot in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, it, from what I understand, it was after that, like, because he was like I said, on and off the wagon, and during those years before the movie, he was kind of trying to like just. I'm gonna. I did my writing dream. I got my book published. Now I'm gonna try to be a better person. And then when he got some money because the movie was or the the book was optioned for for a screenplay, mm. he he thought like maybe maybe I got a second chance at stardom here. And he started like hanging out with rock stars and uh, drinking more. Um, and then I guess you know yeah. it, that it's, it's, he spiraled basically and thought nope, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Well, at least I know it's going to be a movie. Bye bye. <laughs> Which is but, kind of uh, terrible. The, the movie did pretty good. The box office. I, have, I actually haven't looked at the box office. Uh, so, so the budget estimated is three point six million. Yeah. And worldwide, it made thirty two million. Mm. So. Yeah, for a movie like this, yeah, that's that's yeah. good. Yeah. Ten times its budget back. So. Yeah. Um, and it got a lot, got a got a lot of good reviews, and I mean, it was nominated for two Oscars. So. That's I don't know if you know that, but what was what was the what did people think about Nicolas Cage at the time? Because I read somewhere that when he when this movie got uh, like when he was cast in this movie, but people were excited because people said he was one of the best in his generation at that point. Before really? the movie, before the movie, this is just some random guy on the internet says this. So oh, I, okay. I, I'm I'm asking you if if you know what people thought about him at this point before the movie. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I haven't read anything about what people, like, what people thought of him at this time in his career, but just judging, judging by how, how we, how, how my perception of, of him as an actor has changed based on the movies we've seen, and we talked a little about, about, you know, how we think his career, you know, was going at the time, um, I, I, th- I think, um, because we talked about that, we talked about that specifically in the last couple of movies, like it could happen to you and Trapped in Paradise. Um, that he was trying to become more of like a household name, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't get that was a question. Uh, no, yeah, no, it yeah, was, we talked it about that. Because from what I, I, I guess, this is just a guess, but by the movie we've seen, we talked about it before, that I had the, the feeling that at this point in his career, before Leaving Las Vegas, he was that guy which you know his face, but probably not his name. You know, that that guy right. who was in that movie. Oh, yeah, it's this yeah. guy. He's pretty good. I saw him in that movie. That he, he wasn't was... a household name yet. Yeah, because after this movie, he he exploded and became one of the biggest stars. I'd say. Oh uh, yeah. After this movie, you just look at the. After this, it's just uh, weirdly enough action movies, uh, which is, but <laughs> but still uh, very high grossing and huge. Yeah, my, much bigger profiled movies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know what people, uh, what what their what their opinion was of him at that point. I mean, judging from his movies, I, I, I would have, I would have, if I was like, thirty back then, I was like, oh, this is, a really interesting take, like that he's gonna make this movie. I, I'll watch that because yeah. he's done, he's done a lot of good before. I mean. I I've seen Red Rock West and uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, Wild at Heart, but I don't I don't I have no idea what people thought at the time. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty hard to just Google or figure out what the the consensus was at a specific <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, that's very hard. <laughs> Before social media, you don't know what people thought of things yeah. unless you actually ask them. Well, I mean, to yeah. be fair, even now, if I would, if I wanted to look up the consensus of uh, John Cusack five years ago, I I have no idea how to find that. No, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I I was just I'm just wondering if people went to see this movie because of Nicolas Cage, uh, or if yeah. this was just I don't know, I don't know. a movie that was good and people talked about it. Uh, I'm I'm thinking it got like because obvi- obviously since it 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 was nominated for for Oscars it got that Oscar push definitely mm. um um because you you don't just get nominated for Oscars because your movie is good it's because you're you're marketing it the right way that's definitely part of it so that that's probably you know some of it like there was probably good ad campaigns for this. Because they they, yeah. they wanted to push push specifically the actors because it is a very actor driven movie. So have any of you guys seen the, a trailer for this movie? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> Even though <laughs> Andre, have you seen a trailer for this movie? No. I wonder how they sell this. I haven't seen it either. I just wonder how how do they sell this movie? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if it's if it's uh, I'm just guessing that it's it's really mismarketed as sort of this like cool, hot movie when it's really not. Yeah, or this sort of... I'm getting of, that feeling. Or maybe a, like a romance, r- romantic drama, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they met each other on the bottom. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I, uh, uh. But but one interesting thing, again, uh, Nicolas Cage stepping up to the plate for, for a role. Uh, his, his preparation for this role... <laughs> Oh yeah. Was, he binged he was binge drinking and visiting hospitalized career alcoholics while recording himself drunk so he could mimic his own <laughs> drunk speech pattern. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's classic classic Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know, hey, it worked, so kudos, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, yeah, talking talking quickly about that because we uh, kind of mentioned it. Like, there, like there isn't really a rage cage moment in this. I think all, all the all the uh, the movies, not all movies, but like the the movies he's made before, the choices he has made as an actor before this. I think they all kind of perfectly culminates in this. Um, he has he's he has found like the balance between good acting and Nicolas Cage acting, so to speak. Yeah. Because there's there's never a moment in this where he flips out and starts screaming that you're like, oh look, it's the rage cage. It's just it, it, it it's instead it's just kind of sad. So he's mm. he's channeling the rage cage in the right direction. <laughs> um, and I, I I think that that that's why this is the the. The um the role he he uh, won an Oscar for. Yeah. Uh, have you read any any reviews from 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 the time? Um, I have them up here. Right. Um, I got I got when, when before before that though I got I got asked. Speaking of of uh, performances, because we've we've talked about that a little bit before. Would you would you say this is his best performance so far, based on the movies we've seen? Is this um, the one he should have won for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, again, he—you he, feel like he's taking the best parts of of all his good parts before this and just putting it into one. In a way, he he channels the rage cage in a in a perfect way. He also shows his uh, the, the emotional range and the sober, uh, the sober strong word, the, the, the yeah. somber. Yeah, uh, <laughs> somber feelings that he had. He's never movies. sober in this movie. <laughs> no, that, he did not channel the sober feelings. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and yeah, I, I think he, yeah, and uh, also he does, which he hasn't done really before, a lot of good physical acting. Oh yeah, yeah, um, all the all the like spasms when he's jonesing. Yeah, and it's really uh, really creepy. Yeah, and he hasn't done. I don't think he just has done it, and he like that. The, the the closest is the is the Italian movie, uh, but that's not uh, whatever that was called in English. Do you remember? Uh, time to kill. Time to kill. Yeah, because mm. so, in that one he he does some physical action uh, acting, but not in the way like here. Well, I would argue that he does a lot of physical acting in uh, Vampire's Kiss, <laughs> where he well, he embodies the vampire in that movie. <laughs> Well, <laughs> more more for comedic effect, yes. Mm. But I mean, there's still a lot of a lot of great physical acting in that movie. Fine, oh. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Involuntary physical action, if you put it like that. Sure, sure, sure. No, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, uh, so, Andrea, I don't know how many uh, of the movies you see, yeah. the ones we've been through. Um, I think like uh, none, actually. No, oh, okay. <laughs> So, well, you've seen Vampire's Kids. Uh, no. Right? You oh, oh, okay. My okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, uh, we, need, we need to make a special episode where we rewatch that movie. Then. <laughs> you always want to rewatch that movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> is, that, is it because okay. it's good or because it's good bad? Or bad it's, good? Yes, it, on both accounts. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's beyond good and bad. It's something else. <laughs> it's uh. an experience. Experience. It's an experience, yeah. Oh yeah, I have to watch um, it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hype it too much, like I told Christopher, but uh, yeah. oh my god. And, and then, um, the, Toby, you've been a, been a 
a video analyzing it and the deeper meanings of the movie. Oh yes, so. I I overanalyzed it a lot a while back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> watch that video if you want to. <laughs> um, no, but that that's kind of that's actually kind of interesting because you you basically see none of the movies that he made before this, and then it's kind of like we suspected Christopher that people really didn't see his early movies and still yeah. don't watch his early movies. Yeah. Um, they, they, everyone has seen, you know, The Rock and Snake Eyes and Gone in 60 <laughs> Seconds and a lot of people watch, you know, his, his, the, his current movies because it's fun to watch The Rage Cage and then you kind of, you kind of miss the, the early stuff where he, you know, where he really gets to, to flex his acting muscles the way he kind of does nowadays with, with movies like Pig or, or Mandy. He's, yeah. he's, kind of, he's kind of having a renaissance, it looks like. I, I, well, oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen Pig, I shouldn't say that, but it feels like that's one of those movies from what I've heard people talking about. It's the about. best movie I've seen this year. I oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll watch it in like two years, so... Yeah, about two years. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you up. Like, you know, <laughs> um, take it with a grain of salt, because I love pigs for some reason, so I really oh, like connected with that character, so... <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Uh... So I was thinking of that. I was gonna do this at the end, but maybe we should do it now. I don't know because we're sort of on topic. Since mm-hmm. this is the last episode of the season, yes. I was thinking we should sort of go back and see what movies would we recommend of the ones we watch. What movies should should be a must watch on a uh, if you if you want to get into Nicolas Cage. But I don't know if sure, we're gonna yeah. do this now or or at the end of the episode. Well, maybe we should be done with leaving Las Vegas first. Yeah, yeah, well, I asked you about 40 minutes ago, or 20 minutes ago, like, we're kind of out of stuff to say, right? But obviously <laughs> we had stuff to say, so. Yeah. But I'm thinking now, we, yeah, it's been an hour. I think we're sort of, sort of wrapping it up, so. Yeah. Unless anyone has any 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 closing marks on, on leaving Las Vegas. Well, we got to give it a score, but uh, well, I have yeah, no more I mean, closing uh, remarks from my side. Uh, Andrea? No, I just, uh, I think it's, if you haven't watched it, watch it, because it's yeah. great. <laughs> Or this is definitely a must-watch. I'm saying great, but it's not like it's great, but it's um, it's draining <laughs> and it's emotional. Yeah. And oh yeah, it's not it's yeah. not an you know a movie you just sit down and watch for yeah, fun. Yeah, maybe like not a said. date movie, you know. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, but, but yeah, you definitely. This is more like a like a fifth date movie. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, out of the movies that we've watched, um, we've watched well, first, twenty-three first, so far. Should we score it first? first? Yeah. First score. First. Okay. Score. Well, let's start with. Uh, well, let's start with Andrea. <laughs> what would you score this from uh, uh, from zero to ten? Uh, I think that like, if I'm scoring the movie, it's like an eight. Mm-hmm. If I'm scoring the cage. It's a nine, so I guess an eight point five. If I can give half points, mm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Eight point five. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'm actually gonna give it a nine. It's, uh, it's just, it's, it's a weak nine, but it is a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say. So. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 I'll agree. There's, it's a, it's a very, very good movie. Very, very yeah. few flaws. So uh, yeah, a nine out of ten for me. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, good. it's just just above the line to go from an eight to nine. So, but yeah. it's it is definitely nine. Uh, yeah. So, um, again, we watched twenty-two movies at this point. Twenty-three. No, because the first line does not count. 
Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, 22. <laughs> so, Sorry. So look, looking at the spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that, uh, so 22 movies. And uh, from these movies, what movies should be like on... On, like... Uh, not a Nick Cage fan, but just a regular person. What movies should they watch? What should oh, you, like... a regular person. Well, then, then it's yeah. a very different list. I'm, um... I'm not going like a critic or... You, you, you want to know Nicolas Cage, just this is movies that everyone should watch at least. Yeah, or, you want to show your, your, your friends, your, your, non, yeah. your non-movie-watching friends, basically. Yeah, I guess. Um, I would pick... Probably, probably actually start with Racing Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's 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 uh, it's easy enough, even though it's kind of strange sometimes. But it's 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 digestible enough, and it's and it's funny. That that always helps. Yeah. Um. After that, I I would have to go Vampire's Kiss. I you know I, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then, uh, honeymoon in Vegas, I suppose. Because it's really? also. Do you think it's that good that I, you should? People should no, watch no, but I mean, it? I mean, it's digestible enough. I, I can't say Wild at Heart. People would like f- zone out because it's too weird and too what? violent. Um, so <laughs> um, I would have to pick that. Uh, after that, of course, Red Rock West. Mm, definitely um, Red Rock West. And then I would pick both. It could happen to you and Trapped in Paradise, and then Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, okay. That's for my like, like for 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 the for the normie audience, so to speak. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, I I I wouldn't have given that many movies. Uh, okay, <laughs> I was uh, holding back. Because <laughs> I would say I would say uh, Vampire's Kiss. Oh shit, Valigo. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Uh, so Vampire's Kiss, but Vampire's Kiss only in the setting of you. You're like. Hanging out with your friends. Yeah, it's like, talking. have you seen the room? Well, you need to watch this. <gasps> yeah, I was, yeah, sort of in that way. Just yeah. sit, talk, have fun. That's Vampire's Kiss, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Red Rock West, because it is, I, I'd say, that's the best movie of all the ones we've seen. Um, Even Living Las Vegas? I, yes, because Red Rock West is also fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's as good as Leaving Las Vegas, but it is fun also. Yeah, it's not as heavy. <laughs> yeah, so I would say Rod Wood. And I also would say Leaving Las Vegas. I think I think people would enjoy it, and I think it's a movie that people should see. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't enjoy movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. I, agree. Uh, yeah. I think so that's, that's the ones I'd pick. Uh, and, uh, yeah. If you if you're gonna pick one movie to recommend Oof. to people that is not Vampire's Kiss, which okay. one would it be? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, one movie. Um, I probably have to be probably have to be Red Rock West. No, that movie was damn good. It's very good. It was such. It was like when we when we did the same thing with Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> this is like uh, Red Rock West is Nicolas Cage's Spanglish. Like just such an <laughs> such a, such a discovery. Like, yeah, I was I, I was I was bewildered by that movie. Oh. Ma- maybe maybe mostly because we'd watched so much <laughs> shit up until then. But um, yeah, yeah. So um, just quick check the um, the most. Uh, we ever gave a movie uh, was 
Yeah, well, you yeah. you gave Vampire's Kiss a ten out yes. of ten. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, and mine was Rumblefish was a nine, and, and uh, Red Rock West, right? Red Rock West and Leaving Las Vegas. They're all yeah. nine. So three nines. The lowest score was definitely Firebirds. Yeah, I think which both, you gave a you yeah. gave a two and I gave a three. Yeah, that is uh, yeah that that really sticks out. We keep coming oh, and back. Also, <laughs> also Deadfall, which you gave a three and I gave a two. Yeah, because so. yeah, we talked about that. His performance, I, I I liked it more than you did, but I think we both agree that his performance is the best part of the movie. But it, it does <laughs> not, it can't hold up the movie. It's boring. Yeah. But yeah, so that's um, that was Leaving Las Vegas, and that was the the end of the the first season of Nicolas Cage podcast, which yeah. we called the Road to the Oscar. And now we're here. Now we're here. Uh, yeah, it's a and it's it's a it's a nice you know it's a it's a good like uh, like uh, not bookend, but yeah, chapter end to his career. Yeah, and because I mean, it, like it's it's a very it's a very um, his his movie choices are all over the place. Like we talked about, you know, he's it's done artsy movies, he's done romantic comedies, he did David Lynch movies. That's a whole genre of itself. Action movies like Firebirds, and you know, tr- like trying to, you know, Santa Lee, whatever that is. Yeah, Santa Lee, whatever that is. He's trying. He's trying to get his like his sea legs, so to speak, or acting legs, yeah. I suppose. But then after this, you know, he gets the he gets the big uh, the, the yeah. big opportunities. He gets to do movies with uh, with Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the peak of yeah <laughs> success. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, so we're gonna be off for a while, right? Yeah, um, we're recording this in the the twenty third of November, but you're probably listening to this in early January, I think. If mm. we uh, yeah, the 11th of January, this should be out when you're listening to it. So, uh, we'll be back. We're, yeah, like, we're gonna take a break now for, like, a few weeks over, yeah, over Christmas and New Year's and everything. Mm. Um, but we'll be back in, in yeah. mid to late January to start up, um, uh, season two. Yeah, which we have called Mr. Superstar. Yes. Uh, it's which we, we, we're gonna start strong with The Rock. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, so next season is is the movies that everyone's seen. Yes, these are these are his his big movies, the blockbusters. Yeah. We have The Rock, Con Air, Face Off. Uh, like I said, Gone in 60, Gone in 60 seconds. seconds. Yeah, and yeah. as Andrea said, Wicker Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Wicker Man is there, <laughs> right at the end there. <laughs> sort of when he's he's on his way out. It's yeah, he's on his way down again. But yeah, and, and we have some we we have some admittedly great movies there as well. I mean, we have mm. Matchstick Man. I like I like Weatherman. I know a lot of I think people... Adaptation is a good movie. I haven't seen Adaptation, but I heard a lot of good about it. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I like I like Gone in sixty seconds. That's because I like car movies. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's it's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be. I um I think it's gonna be kind of different because yeah the, the the movies are a lot more um streamlined so to speak. Yeah. There's not a there's not a lot of of, of strange choices being made here. In no. in the second season, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll have we'll have to see. Wait, wait and see, so to so to say. Yeah. Um, but that's it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for 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 going on this this uh, this trip with me, Christopher, and thank you, Andrea, for joining us yeah, here at the end. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, and we forget, I forgot to plug that in the beginning, but we do have a Patreon. If you want to listen to all these episodes in advance, especially now that we're breaking for uh, doing a season break, um, for just three bucks a month, you can go to patreon.com slash don't make a scene and you can get all these episodes in advance. Plus exclusive episodes to my other podcasts, commentary tracks. We made a commentary track for Vampire's Kiss, if you want to listen to that. A um, bunch of stuff for just three bucks a month. So please check that out. Um, but other than that, um, check us out. We're on all major podcast platforms Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube. And uh, yeah, tell your friends. And we'll see you in January for The Rock. But until then, have a good one. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is hosted by Tobias Vedin and Christopher Billion. Editing and directing by Tobias Vedin. Executive producer is Annika Vedin. A huge thank you to all our Patreons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Rasmus Jonsson, Lara Kinney, Mom and